0: Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. This is your brother Mikail Ahmed Smith here from Qalam. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please donate to Qalam by visiting supportqalam.com. We love being able to share this content for free and your donation ensures that we will always be able to do so. Each podcast we produce has thousands of listeners. So the support you give to this community in this effort brings immense reward. You never know who will benefit from your donation. As-salamu alaykum. As-salamu alaykum. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbaq, wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbak ya Alameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this gathering a gathering of remembrance and guidance for us. We ask Allah to make this gathering a gathering whereby we learn something which is beneficial for our dunya and our akhira insha'Allah ta'ala. Rasul sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to make dua for ilm al-nafiq. And ilm al-nafiq means a, a type of knowledge that doesn't just uh, come to the Hung, but actually goes into the heart it, it sits on the heart And it becomes the means by which a person Does righteous actions And uh, and there's a narration uh, That There was this well-known tabiri There was a well-known tabi'i. A tabi'i is someone who Saw a sahabi, right? There's a well-known tabiri Who was extremely well-known for his eloquence And his ability to speak And he was so well-known that he used to be a main speaker even in the presence of Sahaba. So if all the Sahaba were gathered, they would be like, yo, call up such and such so he can give a talk. Because he just had like, you know, they would say, today spitting fire, right? But he was spitting noor, okay? Spitting noor, right? So he just had that ability, right? He had that. He had that ability to, you know, promote him for the, you know. So he had that ability. He had that ability to, really speak eloquently, he was so good that even in the time of Sahaba, they would ask this tabri'i to go up and speak um, and he was well known so Umar bin Khattab Umar bin Khattab was the khalifa at that time so Umar bin Khattab we want you to come for hajj so he's like, oh I got the hajj invitation, like, right, I'm good now you know, like, people invite you for hajj that means you made it now, right? Say, like, okay, I'm going so he goes for the Hajj and immediately he goes to meet Amir al muminin right? Umar bin Khattab. And the moment he walks in, Umar bin Khattab picks up his stick. And he's like, Ya, Amir al muminin fear Allah. Fear Allah, ya, Amir al muminin Like, yo, please, I'm sorry, whatever I did. And he's like, Alright, I was just testing you. I wanted to see how much you thought of yourself, right? So then he goes, So far you passed the test. Like, he wasn't arrogant. When he saw that reaction, he was not like, you know, why, who, are, who are you? Do you know who I am? He he humbled himself. And he was like, Ya Amir Muminim, fear Allah. Fear Allah. And then, uh, So Amir Muminim says, Okay, so far you've passed. I want you to sit with me and stay with me for a bit. He made him sit with him for one year. No speaking. One year. Just chill with me. I want to watch you. Right? After one year, he called him. He didn't give him nothing to do. Just chill with me for one year. After one year, he called him. And, uh, he said, you know why I made you sit with me for one year? Because everybody said, you know, you are a great speaker, you are a great speaker, you are a great speaker. And I feared one hadith. I feared one hadith might be true about you. Rasul Sallallahu said that he fears for this ummah, the munafiq, who has alim ul-lisan. Alim ul-lisan. A tongue that is uh, knowledgeable. A hypocrite. Whose tongue is knowledgeable? He said, "I was scared you might fall into that, but I see you're good to go. Now go, keep giving your talks to people." So we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in these gatherings to give us ilm that is nafit. Nafit means beneficial. Beneficial means that that knowledge doesn't just come here, but it comes down to the heart and it becomes the means or an inspiration for action. That is ilm nafi'. So we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to give us Ameen. that. Inshallah. Say Amin. Right. Inshallah. So. We are studying the book of uh, uh, Al-Jawab al-Kafi by Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah ta'ala and last week we were speaking about the different types of ma'asi, different types of sins. And throughout this book, the author has been teaching us that first and foremost, we have to understand that sins have an effect on you, on your heart, on your mind, on your soul, on your physical body, on your physical appearance, everything. There's an effect to that. And likewise, the righteous deeds also have an effect as well. Uh, and today in uh, Qalam Mustalah Hadith class, we were studying a narration where uh, one of the uh, scholars was dictating Hadith. And his, his student walked in. His student's name was Thabit bin Musa. So he was dictating Hadith, right? So you guys know a Hadith has a Sanad and a Matan. Sanad are the like, names of people and matin is like the actual words, right? Okay, so in this hadith, the uh, the teacher, his name was Shariq. No, oh, I'm good, I got one. Oh, okay. I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, you're good. You're good. good. I may need one a little bit, like 20 minutes. <laughs> so, so Shariq is narrating hadith, but he just gives the chain. He goes, you know, from this guy, from this guy, from this guy, from this guy, and then he goes all of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi but then he stops so that all of the students can write down that chain. Everyone, with me? He stops, like pauses, because they're they're writing everything. So he stops, and as he stops, Thabit walks in, and he looks at Thabit, and he he sees Thabit's face, <coughs> and he says to him. Now Thabit sits down and starts writing too really quick. So he goes, Men qama, uh, Men qama laylatan. What is it? <laughs> Men salla leilatun. Uh, Men salla salat bilay. Uh, uh, Noor bin naha. He says, whoever stands up in tahajid time and prays, Allah in the daytime fills that person's face with light and nul. So Thabit thinks that's a hadith. And Thabit writes that down. But the point is that there's an effect to the good deeds that happens on us physically. And there's an effect as well as of the evil deeds as well as the sins. And that's what Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi, a whole lot Allah Ta'ala is explaining. Now, last week what we studied, or before Thanksgiving, what we studied was that um, most of the scholars have differentiated between major sins and minor sins What we call kabair and Sagha'ir And they have, actually most of them Have kind of enumerated the number of major sins And one of the last things we read last week Which was very beautiful Was um, a statement of Abu Talib al-Makki I'm going to repeat this because it was two weeks ago And it's just absolutely amazing He says jama'tuha min akwalis sahaba Abu Talib al-Makki says, I've gathered all of the statements of the Sahaba and I have found these are all the kaba'ir. These are all the kaba'ir. Kaba'ir means what? Major, major, major sins. Major sins, right? He goes, arba'atun fil qalbi. Four of them lie in the heart. Four of them lie in the heart. What are they? Ashik, associating partners with Allah. Israr al al To be persistent on an evil sin On a sin To be persistent Israr doesn't mean you just keep falling into it Israr is like, no, I'm doing it And I'm not giving it up, bro Don't even bring it up to me, bro Don't don't even talk to me about it One is like, astaghfirullah, man Yeah, I know, man And you slip up Another like, yo, bro, don't even bring it up You know I'm I'm doing this, right? That's called Israr That's number two Number three was what? Al-Qunut min rahma To lose hope in Allah's rahma Major sin But that's a major sin of what? The heart. Number four. al-amr min makrillah To be, to feel secure that nothing, Allah can't, nothing will happen to you. Like the believer is supposed to be in between where you feel that at any time, I never know, whatever can happen to me can happen to me. Like there's a balance between being too secure and Feeling like, nothing can happen to me. Why would Allah ever let anything happen to me? And the other is having tawakkal on Allah. There's a balance. So one of the major sins is to be aman min makkar Like the story of Surah Kahf. Where the person has the two gardens. And he's, and he's like, what's going to happen to me? Even if something happened, I'm going to go back and get more. That's the major sin. Faye. Wa arba'atun fil lisan. He says what? And four major sins that have to do with the tongue. What are they? Shahadat al-Zuhur, false testimony. Qadak al-Muhsinat, to accuse a chaste woman of zina, or a chaste man for that matter. Wal-Yameen al-Ghumus, to say, you know, Wallahi, Wallahi, you know, some of us, Wallahi, Wallahi on everything, right? But to say Wallahi about something that you know you did, right? Was-Sahra, in magic. Thalathatun, thalatha fil three of them regarding major sins, have to do with the what? Button, The stomach. Number one, al khama. Consuming alcohol. Included in this, Wallahu alam are other intoxicants as well. Right? Other intoxicants as well. No matter how legal they get. <laughs> in Cali and everywhere else. Right? I'm not saying weed is haram, but I'm saying it could definitely destroy you. Wallahu al yatim. yateen Consuming the wealth of an orphan. What akul riba? Consuming riba. Consuming riba is different than paying riba. Consuming is you're the one like yo. I loan you 100 bucks, paying You got to pay me back more though, right? Consuming riba. That was three. Then two faraj. Two regarding the, the faraj, the private areas. He says azina, zina fornication. What lawatit, homosexuality. Two regarding the faraj. What itnan, two regarding the hands. What are they? Qatan, murder. And, and stealing. Sariqah. Sariqah. Stealing. Wahid fi'r One major sin connected to the feet. Who remembers what that was? Running this is review for Run, some. Running from, running from the battlefield. Running from, you know, going MIA. Not MIA. Absent without leave. Yeah, AWOL. Just out. We're trusting you to defend us at this time. And you just out? Gone? No, it's a major sin. Right? And now there's one, wa wahe, yataallak bi One sin that is a major sin that is connected to the entire body. What was it? Rukuk al To cut off your parents, to be harsh to them. To rukuk means cut, like sever. To be harsh with your parents. When, when we were st- when we were leaving, my, my wife shared something with me. She was like, "Yo, that's heavy. that's heavy." I was like, why? She's like, "Like, look at your mother, her whole body. What does she put into you? What is she, her whole body? Like everything she has, the father, everything he has goes into you. And that's why in this he's saying that there's one major sin connected to the entire body. And what is it? Rukuq. Cutting off. Cutting off the parents. So Allah give us tawfiq, uh, protect us from these inshaAllah ta'ala. So, he was explaining here, at this point, he was explaining that um, some people have counted them out, some people have written that there are a number of major sins and a number of minor sins. But he, he gives another opinion, which I think is really profound and we really should pay attention. He says, He says, but however, there's another group of scholars that don't differentiate between kabair and sahahir. They don't differentiate. And what do they say? قَالُوا كُلُّهَا إِلَىٰ سُبْحَانَهُ This is profound. He says, you know what? No. Nah. Other people say, all the sins. أَدْذُنُوبُ كُلُّهَا In relation to إِلَىٰ جُرْءَ In relation to the, you know, the audacity, the boldness, the... A jura. You know what jur'a means? It means to go into something, venture into something without hesitation. It means to be bold or daring. jur'a So he says when you look at the relationship of this concept of jur'a your boldness before Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, he says don't. There's no differentiation between a major sin and a, and, and, and a minor sin. Because when you look at it in relation to your just going against this order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your, your daringness before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, kuluha kaba'ir. All of it is a major. The way I thought of it is this. You know how, like, sometimes with your mom, you do the smallest thing that, like, she didn't say do or the smallest thing she said do, you didn't do. And she's, like, flipping out. And you're like, you actually say these words, like, but it's only this. But she does, that doesn't suffice. She's like, it doesn't matter what it is. It's the fact that I told you. It's not how big it is in your eyes. It's I'm the one that asked you. It could be uh, one more thing of sugar in my tea. But it has nothing to do with what, what the action is. It's about your audacity before me. So he says, from this perspective, he says, don't look at the maasi. Don't look at the sin but rather look at the one who you're disobeying. That's where your eyes should be. Not at the sin, at the one that you're disobeying. So this is what he says, he says, فَالنَذْرُ إِلَى مَنْ usiya أَمَرَهُ your, 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 your view should be at the one who you're disobeying. Not at uh kulluha كَبَائِرُ If you are looking at the one and not the sin, then all of the sins will be كَبَائِرُ فَهِمْتُونَ? All of the sins will be kabai, right? I thought that was a beautiful point because it just it switches our perspective. We get into this point, well, that's a minor sin, that's a major sin. But hold on, man. Who are you disobeying here? How are you categorizing Allah's orders before you? And he gives a few examples here. He says, just to kind of prove this, he says, to make this clear. I'll give you an example. He says, he says, what will inform you and explain to you that the the reason why a sin is so corruptive to yourself is is a result of the audacity that you've shown before Allah. Uh, an example of that is He says, If a person drinks alcohol or gets involved in, in, in fornication, but this person doesn't know about the tahrim of it. He doesn't know it's haram. He, he or she doesn't even know that, right? He goes, This person will have brought together two things, two sins. One, jahal, مَفْسَدَةِ They have jahal, which is a sin in this case. You didn't know. Cop pulls you over. Like, yo, you're doing 65 and a 45. You're like, I don't know. He's like, well, that's your fault. First of all, you're supposed to know the law. Second of all, you broke the law. So he says here, there's two things. Now, check this. Two sins, right? Two things that were wrong. He says, If someone did those same sins, who knows that it's haram, this person will be doing one thing. Just the sin, not the jahad, right? But But he's the one that gets the punishment. Not the one that's ignorant of it. The one that's ignorant before Allah is مَعْفُور, excused. They don't know. They're excused. Right? Someone converts to Islam, they don't know all the rules, they're excused for that. But the one who knows, the one who knows, and does it. Why? It's because your knowledge and you're still doing that shows a type of audacity before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the audacity is what's causing what's so destructive to your relationship with Allah The sin doesn't harm Allah The sin doesn't harm Allah It's the audacity that you're displaying before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that's what Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi الله is trying to explain to us here and you know that's why they also say like, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, making du'a to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala too. Like Ustad was saying this, we were talking about this yesterday, Murphy, Ustad Murphy. He was like, the saying of Atallah Ibn Hakam and Ataalah where when you make du'a, don't look at the the greatness of what you're making du'a for, look at the greatness of the one you're asking. You know we, when our in our minds we're like, I'm making dua, y'all, Allah, so which need Aisha? Now Aisha is like up there. You're like, nah, that ain't happening, man. That's too big. Yeah, just Fatima. Fatima. <laughs> that's, that's good. You know? So don't look at, don't look at what you're asking. It ha- because in relation to Allah, Aisha, Fatima, Zaynab, uh, or Muhammad, whatever. <laughs> don't, don't. Don't look. Because for Allah, that's all easy, right? So so stop looking at the thing and look at the one who you're asking. Once you start looking at the one you're asking, it's all easy now. And that's why over and over again, Allah says in the Quran, ala kulli qadil, ala kulli Like, hello, I'm Allah. Anything you want. <laughs> 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 Bismillah. Zahel, yo. Zahel. Zahel. Smiling, it might really be a high show. Here. <laughs> so it's right here. Okay. So this is a beautiful section. I don't look at the sin. Look at the one you're disobeying. Don't look at what you're asking for. Look at the one who you are asking. Let that consume you. When that consumes you, then it's all easy. It's all easy. It's all easy. Allah oh, make it easy You know there's, there's a narration I remember from before I converted of, of Jesus We don't know about authenticity About when 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 Jesus was, was walking on water And he called the disciples He called the disciples And they're like They're like how? And he calls me He's like you come too And they started right One of them started to walk but then he looked at the water And when he looked at the water he fell He looked at the water and he went through He said if you didn't look at the water You want to keep You're fine Same with Aisha One day Aisha was had a, a bag of dates She was like I was eating these dates for months Like this bag had baraka. She gets, the bag is closed And she keeps reaching in And she's like man these dates ain't running out So she opens up the bag There's two left <laughs> <laughs> the Prophet I said If you didn't look You would have ate the, from those To be Yom al oh, wow. Why'd you look inside? Stop looking at stuff Trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah gives to Okay So it's counterintuitive though That's the hard part, right? We gotta overcome that We have to overcome that Okay, so now Okay, we're talking about what? Major sins, right? Let's come back to it We're talking about major sins And at this point, Ibn al Josie is kind of like going through all of the various types of sins, and he now wants to go into the to the greatest of all sins. Okay, he wants to now explain to us what is that major sin because I'm gonna he's gonna go through all of them, but he's gonna start with the top. What is that greatest sin? What is that most uh, 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 profound or most significant disobedience of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? And it's a very good question. He goes into, why is shirk? What is shirk? Well, it has many meanings, but it basically means to associate other things of Allah to other than Allah. That which is Allah's, to associate it to someone else. That's basically shirk. Like a sharika is a business, right? Like we have partners, right? We work together. So, why is shirk uh, so bad? He, he starts to explain. This is a beautiful explanation. And if you've never actually... I'm sure all of us have thought about it, but if you've never actually studied it, to study it from Ibn Qayyim and Josi is really profound. So take notes and listen closely uh, to this explanation that he gives of why shirk is so bad. He says, He says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala sent the prophets. al-kutub And sent down the books of, the divine books. al-samawati wal Created the heavens and earth لِيُعْرَفْ To be known. The qas, the purpose to be known. Wa you to be to be understood to be that one creator. Wa to be worshipped. And for all worship and all deen to be for him. And all ta'a for him. Allah says in the Quran, In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, watch how he builds this argument. It's very beautiful. He says, Allah says we did not create the heavens and the earth and all that is between except Bil-haq bil means a justified reason. It's not it's not, you know, for no reason. There's a there's a haq, there's a reason behind it. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it is Allah, He, created seven heavens above him and the earth as well. Yet الْأَمْرُ بَيْنَهُنَّ He sends down his command through these. لِتَعْلَمْ So that you know. Purpose of creation. Why? لِتَعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ So that you know. Again, purpose of all creation. So that you recognize who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. He gives a few more examples. But then he says, فَأَخْضَرَ سُبْحَانَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, أَنَّ قَصْدَ خَلْقِ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْ the purpose of his creation and his command. So in the Quran we learn that two things belong to Allah. The khalq, the creation, and the umr, the command. Both of these belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can talk about that in more detail another time, Inshallah. He says the purpose of this Khalq creation and the command, that he be known, bi asma'ihi that he be known by his names and attributes. Wa in that he's worship. Now listen closely النَّاسِ بِالْقِسْتِ And that people establish قِسْت It means justice It also means عَدَل It means عَدَل عَدل means justice He says وَهُوَ الْعَدَل It is عَدل What is عَدل? عَدل is the opposite of what word in Arabic? ظُلْم Yes عَدل is the opposite of ظُلْم What is ظُلْم? Oppression Oppression Okay well Dhulm actually Dark. Pay attention darkness. Okay, Dhulm means darkness Dhulm, qiyamah Oppression is multiplied darknesses on the Day of Judgment What is the lexical meaning of Dhulm? Meaning if you open up an Arabic dictionary What does Dhulm mean? You know what it really means? fi ghayri To place something where it doesn't belong if I got up and just smacked on boom. No reason. That's waggoshey be badimodi. I'm placing something where it doesn't belong. Now, someone does something else. Someone you know comes in my house trying to steal something, and I lay him down. Wada washe be mahali. I put something where it belongs. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So, so so, dhulm, the definition given in Arabic of dhulm, dhulm. The reason I'm giving you the definition of dhulm is because they say, al-dad ashyah. You only know things by the opposites. You only know something by the, the opposite of it. You would never know what light was if there was no darkness. You would never know what good was if evil wasn't created. You only know something by the opposite of it that exists. So when we talk about Allah sent down the prophets and the books why so that adal could be established we have to talk about what the opposite of adal is which is bull and the definition of bull is wada'u shay to place something down but i want you to i also want you to think broader it's 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 to put something where it belongs is adal now the, the thing about uh, the arabic word also for this Knowledge of how to place things where they belong is also edip. Anyone heard the word edip before? Edip means like to be mannered and cultured. You know, you know. I used to work in a restaurant as a, a busboy, right? And it's a little high. Like the the the, the uh the, the, the Is it warm in here? I'm always warm, so it doesn't go by me. Are you guys okay? Is it cold or hot? It's warm, exactly. It's very warm, exactly. Okay, so there's the is right here, sister. Right there. Okay, so we're talking about vulman adab. And And the word, I was talking about the word adab, because we also talk about adab a lot. And adab is to be able to place things where they belong. And I was saying I used to be a busboy at this kind of like posh restaurant. And if you ever set up a table, you know, do you guys know the method of setting up that table? Yeah. Like <laughs> You gotta put everything right where it's supposed to be If you don't put everything right where it's supposed well, This fork here, the shorter fork here, the other Like that's a sign of Adab is a sign of a cultured society It's a sign of intelligence even That people have these this type of Adab You know what else is interesting? Arabic literature Literature in Arabic is called what? Adab, adab because through literature is how you culture people and teach people. Like, and the problem is we don't read anymore. Like, The book is Facebook, right? The te- it's not a telegram, it's Instagram, right? Like, we don't, we don't read, right? And the problem with the picture is it doesn't have a syntax to it. Pictures don't have syntax. It's a moment in time. Without more, it can't speak of generals. It only speaks of a specific. But anyways, we'll talk about this some other time. Um, uh, The the point being is When you go into a a picture based Visual based society Intelligence drops completely That's my main thesis But we can talk about that some other time Um, Okay, inshallah Coming back Coming back We're talking about dhulm and adal, right? We're talking about dhulm What was dhulm again? Not Arabic, say the English Opposite of adal But what's the definition of dhulm? Placing something where, where something where it doesn't belong. What is the concept of adab? Putting things where, where they specifically should be. Now what he explains here is beautiful. He says, now look at this verse of the Quran. This is beautiful. Surah Hadid. The Surah of Iron. Verse number 25. Allah says, bil Indeed, we sent prophets with signs. وَأَنزَلْنَا مَعَهُمُ الْكِتَابِ وَالْمِيزَانِ لِيَقُومَ الْنَّاسِ بالقس. وَأَنزَلْنَا الْحَدِيدَ فِيهِ شَدِيدٌ Allah says, indeed we sent prophets with clear signs. And we sent with them, three things, Play, pay close attention. We sent with them two things and we sent another one. We sent with them معهم kitab books, right? Wal-mizan. What's a mizan? A, a scale, right? Why was the scale sent to establish adal amongst people? Y'all following this? Absolutely beautiful ayah. Right next verse says, "وَأَنْزَلْنَا hadid And we sent down iron as well. Imam Razi says it doesn't mean sent down. It just means Allah gave us iron. Right. So now here's the thing. What is there's three things that are being talked about here, and. It's quite interesting when you look at all three of these things that are being discussed in this verse. One is the kitab, the other is the mizan, and the other is uh, Hadid. So what he explains here, he says, he says, Allah tells us that he sent prophets and sent down books so that they could establish adr. Wahu al What is the highest level of Adal? He says, Tawheed. The highest level of Adal is Tawheed. What does that mean? That means, what's the opposite of that statement? What's the opposite of that statement? The highest level, the whole statement, the highest level of Adal is Tawheed because it means Wadu'u to place something where it belongs. So what's the opposite of that? The highest highest level level of Dhul is Shif. The highest level of Dhul is is shir. Because you're, you're, you're literally placing something where it doesn't belong. Now, before we go deeper into that, I want to kind of explain um, this the, the tafsir of this verse a bit deeper. Okay? The tafsir of this, this verse a bit deeper. Three things. Kitab, Mizan, and Iron. Imam Razi says this. This is absolutely amazing. He says, By Allah mentioning the kitab, He says... There are, um, let me break it down this way Normally, I give you guys like charts to break down Put it this way, he says Taklif, taklif means responsibility before Allah All of taklif is based on two things Doing action and not doing some actions Taklif means your responsibility to Allah Okay. Taklif means your, like I am what's called a mukallif Qasim my son is not mukallif because he's a child A mukallif is someone who's legally responsible before Allah It's called taklif So Imam Razi says Taklif is only based on two things You guys following me? Taklif is based on two things Doing what Allah commanded And refraining from what Allah has prohibited Two things And then he says In reality out of these two things Which one do you think is the actual maqsad? The actual purpose? The doing or the not doing? The doing. He says the doing, you know why? He's like, we were. even without creation, there was nothing. No one was doing anything. So he says, through the creation, we can know that the actual purpose was us for the, to do the righteous. Okay? Now, he says, when we talk about doing, this is beautiful. When you talk about doing, there's going to be two things, two areas that need to be rectified. The mental and the action. The mentality and the action. The mind and the physical action that happens So he says بالنفس, نفس, and Something that is connected to the mind And one is connected to the, to, to the, to the action that one does You don't get it yet? Alright, <laughs> Alhamdulillah Let me give an example He says when, you, when, when we talk about you doing the right action When we talk about us obeying Allah Right, I can get you to just do the action. Just get up. Let's pray Salah. But until the mind isn't set straight, the action isn't complete. The mind has to be trained and see correctly. Now, after the mind is trained and seen, seen, sees correctly, the body also has to be pushed towards that right action. So he's saying every action that we do, every obedience, can be broken down into the 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 uh, or the um the well being of the of the mind and that the, the aql sees correctly, the mind sees correctly, and next thing is that the body does the right actions. You feel me now? Y'all feel me? Yeah. Thank you, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Alhamdulillah. So he says now check this. He says, Why did Allah mention the kitab? Allah sent the kitab. He says, because the kitab is what sets this straight. The kitab is what allows you to yufarraq al-haq wal To differentiate between haq and batin The kitab is what sets this right So he says wal The kitab is what gives you the ability to and باطل, To differentiate between good and bad That's the mental side of it So you see good, you see bad but just seeing good and seeing bad, we all know ain't enough. That don't stop me from looking at her. Right? That don't stop me from doing what's not right. That doesn't stop me. I know it's wrong. The kitab gives you that side. But then he says, now the mizan, the mizan, this this scale, is what um, allows you to He's like, this, this scale that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sit down Is how you physically give adal to someone Like literally if I'm buying something from you I know to do justice to you is correct right? But now I need to physically do justice to you So I go to you and you're like This is three grams of gold worth of sheep Or worth of uh, a rice So you put this on this side I put this on this side And we see how to actually do it with the scale So the scale by the scale is the means by which we actually do that righteous act, do what we saw to be correct. So this is how Imam Razi says the scale is connected to the action. The scale is connected to the action, but the kitab is connected to the the book. Now, there's one more thing. He says, now, what about hadid? He says, well, hadid, iron, sword, a shield is how you push away, how you push away what shouldn't be there, like that dude that was in my house. I got some iron, some some lead, we say, <laughs> for him, right? To push away what shouldn't be there. So, so what he's trying to show you is that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in this uh, in this verse is speaking about number one, reading. Reading And subhanAllah Imam Razi says This also shows you a hierarchy Hierarchical perspective Hierarchical perspective To what you should give preference to in your life First thing you give preference to is reading And the salahiyah of your mind The second thing you give preference to Is that your actions are correct And the third thing that you give preference to Is that you push away what shouldn't be there in your life That's what hadith does Everyone got those? Amik, yeah, right, It's deep, right? All right, whatever. All right <laughs> There's another way to look at this as well. Some more tips here on this. Y'all still with me, inshallah? It's only 36 minutes. We're good, right? Yo, he says look, here's another perspective. Kitab teaches you how to be with the Khalik. Kitab teaches you how to know and be with the Khalik, the Creator. The Mizan teaches you how to be proper with the Khalq. You know what I'm saying? Did, did, I, did I wrong you, sir? Did I, did, I, did I pay you too much? Did, did I, I didn't pay you enough? Did I wrong you? The Mizan sets that justice up. But then he says uh, the Hadith. And so he says, actually what he says here is like, the Mizan is how you Interact with your friends to make sure there's justice And there's another type of That is Threatening you or dangerous to you That's hadid So Mizan teaches you how to interact with Allah. Kitab teaches you how to interact with Allah The Mizan teaches you how to interact with Your associates and friends And hadid You get the point Fahem <laughs> Can you explain hadid? You- <laughs> Come on it <laughs> 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 Good. Yo, if someone's pressing up on you, right. <laughs> what do you gotta do? If someone is threatening you... Keep huh? I thought scale was for action. No, scale is for action with your boys. Yo, like I'm doing good to you, right? I'm establishing justice and treating you amicably. I need the scale to make sure I'm doing that, so I'm not doing injustice to you. But there's other people that are threatening. For them... <laughs> <laughs> that won't be in the podcast See, it's just the action <laughs> 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 For him too, inshallah <laughs> So but let's come back to the point here He says, look This is beautiful because he says Tawheed is the highest form of Adal, guys Tawheed is the highest form of Adal And and because The whole purpose of the, of the Creations of the heavens and the earth Was for us to know the actual creator To know the one who, to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The highest form of dhulm Is to وَضَعُ fi غَيْلِ And the mizan is what makes you Give you the ability to shaykh fi مَحَلِهِ Right? الشيخ, to put something where it's supposed to be The mizan and the kitab give you the Ability to do that Right? So why is shirk so bad? Because this is dhulm It's dhulm So he says He says adal al adal. So heed is the highest form of Adal, فَمَا Kana, Munafatan, Li الْمَقْصَدِ مَقْصُودِ فَهُو أَكْبَرَ He says, and whatever goes against this purpose, it will elevate its level of, of, of sin and how bad it is. Um, in, in accordance to how much it goes against this purpose of creation. Now he says to us, listen, he says, He says, think about this guys. Really contemplate over this after this class If you keep thinking about it, You'll understand the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation And, and what he has uh, ordained for us to do Okay um, We're at 41 minutes And I made a promise last class To keep it at 45 minutes max inshallah So um, I'll just introduce what we'll study next week And then we'll call it a night inshallah Next week, inshallah, now, he's going to get into something very um, interesting, which is he's going to actually now go into the different types of shirk. Um, it won't be really technical, but it's a very important lesson because he's going to bring up something called riya. And, and riya uh, comes from the word ra'a, ra'aya, right? And that means to see. And, um, and riya is when, a, when an action is done um, because you want people to see that action. We want people to see that action. Now, our children, my my my, my 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 children, who are very young, the way we motivate them to action is they work a lot on Riyadh, right? That's how they do a lot of. Mommy, look what I did. They won't just draw a picture and hide it, and we're like, "Where's the picture? Oh, I did it for the sake of Allah." You're like, Yo, me love me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like it's the normal part of maturing that in the beginning stages you do things to show those who you love and impress. But, but in spiritual maturity, we're talking about spirituality here, you shouldn't be doing stuff to show people. You should In the beginning stages, when you're a new convert, you're like, yo, I was at the masjid, I went to the masjid like five times today, like, oh, word, mashallah, yo. We don't like, yo, why you show sure Allah? It's for Allah, no, you, you, you congratulate, because just like that child is growing, that's natural. But, you should grow out of that. You should grow out of it to the point where you don't need to show anymore You know and feel and know that it's good And the one who you're doing it for actually sees it So we really have to talk about Riyah Because it was called Shirkul Khafi The hidden Shirk And it's the Shirk that Because why is it Shirk? I'm actually like going into it (laughs) But why is it Shirk? It's Shirk because the action which is supposed to be only for Allah You're doing it for somebody else Now my, my encouragement to you is If you're in that beginning stage you may need that. You may need that friend to be like, yo, I read three just today. Yo, good job, mashallah. You may need that. But those are training wheels you got to get off eventually. You shouldn't need that forever because you're not three years old forever, right? You get beyond that, okay? So we'll talk about this one next week, inshallah. He goes into shirk and uh, he goes into riyah. We'll talk about that next week. This week, I really wanted us to kind of understand... Um, a few things that we covered. Number one, the main thing is the ju'a or the audacity or boldness, not the major or minorness of the sin. The the, the other thing that we discussed was the the different types of sins in the beginning. Um, And we also talked about the same way you don't look at the sin, you don't look at what you're asking for when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next thing is this verse, uh, why is shirk so bad? And that's where we talk about adal in Dhul Adal and dhul, which are two words which by the end of today's darts I hope you really got a deeper understanding of, of Adal so if we want to be Adil at every moment you should be thinking what's the correct what's the correct Waduh al-Shayf here. right that's that's the level of, of Adil that we want to be at where I'm always thinking what's the best thing if I'm with mom, what's the best reply that's adal. Mom calls you you're like oh what that's Dhul She going, my mom will let me know what you mean. What? That's wadoshayfi ghayli mahalli. For my culture, that was. You don't say what to mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my culture. I don't know about y'all. Right? But the the point being is that's wadoshayfi mahalli. Or ghayli mahalli. So it needs to be everywhere. You need to recognize that as you mature, I need to know what things need to be placed where. Now, one last thing. One last thing. In the Urdu language, a child, a, a child who disobeys is called bat-tamiz. I'm saying it in a weird way, but that's what the word actually means. bat Now, the word is actually an Arabic word, tamiz, which means me'yizu. means to be able to differentiate, right? Now, tamiz is the age at which a person can now start to differentiate, Right? So what I want to talk about for a brief moment is that a sign of development and normal growth of a child is that for Cossum to come in this room now and just yell, no one would care. We wouldn't because he's he's not Tamiz yet. He doesn't have Malayas to know that a yell doesn't happen here. But now Maria no, she's a little older. She should know that, right? Similarly, this ability to understand What action goes where Is a part of our development And a sign that the uh, aqal um, This mizan has been given to you Because we talk about mizan today And that mizan is inside of you as well Where you're able to you me'yizu Distinguish and differentiate Between what goes where And what doesn't happen where So it's, it's a sign of development And being cultured That we learn Um that to me goes, what you do wear. And that also speaks of a word called appropriateness. It's inappropriate for someone to yell out right now. But appropriateness assumes standards of, of how we should conduct ourselves. And we live in a society where appropriate is like whatever I say is appropriate. Like, I can wear whatever I want. Who are you to say this is inappropriate? Do you get what I'm saying? But if there's no appropriate, then how can we have to knees? Think about this. You have to think about this on a deeper level. To put things where they belong, assume some type of appropriateness. If there's no more appropriateness, then where's the tamiz at? There's a connection between the two. I just wanted to kind of highlight that. Because we live in that age now where I can wear whatever I want. There's no such thing. But if I came to give the darsen a tank top, y'all can be like, I ain't coming next week. What's wrong with that, (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, what's wrong? It's like wrong. <laughs> he doesn't have tamiz he can't differentiate, he's not at the gym right, so that's part of our society that we realize that a person should grow and have the ability to you may easily differentiate um, so I thought that was a beautiful verse the kitab, the mizan, and the hadith all three of those things are necessary for us inshallah any questions, comments inshallah So you mentioned that "appo" means to cut off, but I think is basically just um, disobedience. Pay, but then "qat arrahim" is to cut off. Yeah. Um, a dictionary meaning of is also to cut. It's normally meant what you're saying, which is disobedience. But yeah. So akta in the dictionary Is like to split something Okay To split something So when we say For disobedience Because if you've done that Act of disobedience You've broken that connection there Right But you're right Qata ar is more like Cutting it And akta we normally mean explain to be uh, disobedience But I look at it more from a um, Like a lexical Like what does the actual word Actually, actually mean And it comes from a root Which is akta To separate two things Yes? Oh no. short you sure? sure? Hey, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give us tawfiq. Let's make a short dua, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Ya yeah. Allah, we ask you to give us tawfiq to act upon whatever we learned here today, ya Rabbil alameen. Ya yeah. yeah. Allah, we ask you to forgive our sins, ya yeah Allah, and protect us from disobeying you, ya Allah, in the future, ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask you to protect us from the evil effects of the disobedience we have done, ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, innawwul quloobna binuri Taq, ya Allah, enlighten our hearts with the nur of knowing you, ya Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah.